Hey everyone, how's everyone doing today? Just going to be going over something real quickly here. Uh, not haven't posted in a long time, so I just wanted to sort of break it down, tell you exactly what's been going on over the last few uh, months. It's probably been at least six or so odd months. I've just been uh, in the middle of doing quite a bit, I feel. So I might as well just lay it out for you. So... During a time, about almost a year ago now, I made the decision to uh, leave university. I made the decision to completely move out of the province and move halfway across the country. Uh, reasons behind that, it, uh, mainly I uh, wasn't happy in the current uh, state I was in. Uh, stuck... Uh, paying thousands thousands of dollars in a university that I did not care for uh, in a program that I did not like and then uh, working these uh, just dead-end jobs with so much negativity in the workplace it was just unbearable I couldn't just do it anymore uh, so I had a buddy living out uh, in uh, out west in Alberta and he had been telling me, he was like, man, move out here, man, move out here. You'll be so much happier. You'll be so much happier. And I was like, no, no, I can't, I can't. I just got to finish school. And then it just popped. It was just like, fuck this shit. And I just made the decision to leave it all right there. So during the summer, I was working at a painting company as a delivery driver, assisting 40-odd so painters. Uh, working uh, 7 to 7, 7 to 5, you know, Monday to Friday. And I was looking forward to the weekend because I just didn't want to be in that. I just didn't want to work. For It was just annoying. Uh, doing heavy lifting, all that fun stuff for minimum pay. Just uh, just to make another man, uh, another person, another, another buck. So... Anyways, I told him for about two months. I was like, yeah, just letting you know I'm done. and I'm done in August. I'm done. Can't do it. And uh, anyways, he wanted me to stay another month when I left. I was like, no, I have to. I have to do this. I have to move. I have to get out of here. So I believe I left on September 9th. I think September 9th, I th it was a Thursday or Wednesday. I think it was a, no, it was a Thursday. It was Thursday morning I left and I arrived at my brother's place. So I drove, I loaded up the car. I loaded up the car, sat there while well, my mom watched me load everything up. Because for the longest time, my parents didn't believe I was going to do it. They are like, okay, yeah, sure, sure. And then got closer and closer, and they are like, oh, so you're actually going to do this. I was like, yeah, like, I'm not, I'm not fooling around. Like, I need to, like, I need to leave. Like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. So I finally loaded everything up, put my hockey bag, skis, clothes, printer, computer, all the essentials that I needed, loaded up in the car, and a 2000 Honda Civic, get you that, a 2000 Honda Civic, 
loaded it up, kissed my mom goodbye at around, what, 6 in the morning? 6 in the morning, I left. Shook hands with uh, my stepfather. Drove to my hometown. Saw my father. Said goodbye to him. Gave him a handshake, gave him a hug. Said bye to my stepmom. And then I left. I just headed west. And it took about four days to get there. It took, a, well, maybe around six or so. It took maybe about a week. Because I ended up driving into, because it took me 12 hours to get to Toronto. And just sort of just driving around 90, about 100 clicks. Just enjoying it. Because something that I need to express is that once you take a road trip by yourself and you're able to admire everything around you, that's when you click. that Because that's when it sort of hit me. I was just like, I'm driving out here. No one is going to be out there other than my buddy. So... I need to make sure I know what I'm fucking doing. So, I drove to Toronto. I only had, what, 600 bucks to my name at that point? So, I was driving all the way out west, stopping in Toronto, and continuing going. So, I stopped in Toronto, saw my brother. We hung out, went to a few uh, uh, Blue Jays games. Awesome, awesome experience at the Rogers Center. Or the Sky Dome, or however uh, people want to say it. I was able to experience the atmosphere there. Amazing. And uh, so Sunday came along, sort of settled down, talked to my brother a little bit. He was like, You're actually going to do this, eh? Like, you're moving. And I was like, Yeah, like, I, like I just can't. Because if you're. I just can't, I just, it's unhappy, you just can't be happy, like, you have to be happy, Refer, like, it's just something that you gotta find, so, anyways, I ended up waking up at about 5, 4.35, uh, Monday morning in Mississauga, at my brother's place, and hopped on the 401, at maybe 5.30, so, and I still hit the fucking traffic. That's the problem. I still hit the traffic. And unfortunately, Mississauga and Toronto were, you know, they dipped down closer towards the states. So I had to drive upwards and then westwards. So that took about an extra two hours. <coughs> if I would have just, instead of going, dipping into Toronto, if I would have just drove Still kept driving west. Would have made a quicker. It would have made it quicker, but not as much, not as much fun as compared to going to see your brother, hanging out, first arriving in Toronto, seeing a f fucking car on fire in the four hundred one. Like Jesus Christ! Like, hello GTA. So. I left there, and my next destination was going to be 
Thunder Bay. So, you know, driving to Thunder Bay was quite something else. You know, you're driving on a single lane highway. Most of the way, you're driving 90 all the way through. And, but the most amazing part about it is like you're driving around the Great Lakes. So you're driving around and you get to see the most beautiful view. There's one view that I remember specifically is I was driving down the straightaway and to the left of me, it was just the complete water. And just looking up ahead, you could just sort of see the hill and the road. So driving up, you're able to look in the rear view mirror, look over your shoulder, and it was just water, trees, and nothing else. Like it was the most one of the most beautiful sights that I've seen in a long time. And but aside from that, you're able to drive through these small communities. You're able to just lean off the highway. Because these highways, they just you go in 90, 90, and then you drop right down the 50, and there's a random fucking town in the middle of Ontario. And you're like, oh, I thought this would have... I didn't think this would happen, but it does. So I took a left in this one town. Forget what it was called. I took a left. I kept on driving straight. And it took me to a pier. And I just sort of got out of the car, and I looked around, and I just, it was just, I don't even know how to explain it, it was just, for you're just able to just sit down, relax, soak it all in. That's the most important thing that I'm trying to get out there, you just gotta soak in every single moment. If you are able to soak in every single moment... You're going to win. Because at, at the end of the day, like as Gary Vee says, you are going to die. So you better fucking start living. So aside from that quick thing, ended up getting the Thunder Bay 15 hours. 15 hour drive to Thunder Bay. Ended up staying in the most sketchiest hotel, drive in, drive right to the door, fucking go to the hotel lobby, lights are pitch black, light says open, and there's a fucking doorbell, hit the doorbell, and five minutes later, some man, just 50-year-old man, comes stumbling out of the back, just right out of it, at what, 12.30, 1 o'clock in the morning, yeah, and I left at 5.30, by the way, in the morning from Toronto. Didn't get there until 12.30, 1 o'clock in the morning the next day. But he came in. We didn't say a word to each other. I just said, bed. He said, okay. I paid my dues. I went to there, and I was, I slept for about four hours, left, and came back. And got back on the road. And then I ended up driving to Winnipeg. Winnipeg was actually pretty fun. And randomly not... Ex I, did not I did not know what to expect in Winnipeg. Like you hear Winnipeg. Especially from the Maritime or something like that. You sort of expect something a little bit bigger. Especially if you haven't been west of Mississauga before. So... 
I ended up driving in the Winnipeg. It was just a two-lane highway driving in the Winnipeg. And I ended up you driving and you ended up right in the middle of downtown. It's just like, how the fuck did I get here? Like, I didn't take no exit. I didn't take nothing. Like, I just drove right into downtown Winnipeg. It was almost like driving right into Fredericton or something like that. Or driving right into Moncton. It was just, how? So I ended up staying at this hotel right downtown. It was pretty cheap, pretty reasonable, pretty nice. Um, only a block away from the MTS Center. So I was able to walk around because I only got there around 5 o'clock or so. I didn't drive too, too late that night because I knew the next day I'd be able to get into um, Airdrie, where my buddy lives. So I was able to check things out, MTS Center, have a few beers, drink, eat. And then the next day I sort of walked around, uh, checked out the downtown area, uh, looked at uh, <clears throat> looked at some of the buildings, but... They have a system where it's all underground. It's almost like ants. It's like an ant farm in Winnipeg. Because apparently it gets so fucking cold. And, you know, people prefer to walk underground where it's heated than above ground where it's like minus fucking 40 every day in comparison. So I lower up the car, hit the road again. I'm on my way to Airdrie. And it's just... There's fucking, it's flat. Nothing, it's all flat. It's all flat. Except for when you hit the Rocky Mountains and you see a few hills, but nothing like the valley, eh? So. Anyways, I finally arrived in Alberta. I believe on left Monday. Monday, Tuesday. Tuesday, Wednesday. Wednesday. So Wednesday night, roughly, is when I showed up. No, Wednesday night. Sometime down the road in the middle of September. <clears throat> and that's where it all really started. But he just moved into a new place. Uh, didn't have any Wi-Fi. Didn't have nothing. But during that time driving all by yourself over that period of time. Because, you know, if you calculate the distance from, you know, Skiff Lake into Airdrie, Alberta. You're driving over thousands and thousands of kilometers you get a lot of time to just sort of think to yourself talk to yourself figure out what i'm trying to do with my life at this point because i'm trying to go from something that i was absolutely miserable to, to something that i knew that this was my decision nobody else made it for me i am here because i want to be here but now what am i going to do to make this more successful to make it worth doing to make just to make myself happy. So during that time, I thought about being a radio guy. I thought about hockey, and then it hit me. Boom! Hockey. Something that I grew up playing. Something that I loved to do. And once I left high school, never really got into it again. I sort of just fell right out of the wagon. Wasn't able to do anything with hockey because I didn't have the money. Didn't have the time. Didn't have the interest. Uh, it sort of just was a killer. It's just sort of someone just hit me on the top of the head said no. And I was just like, well, fine. Okay. But out here, I was able to get that opportunity. So there, there was no Wi-Fi at my buddy's spot. I had to go all the way to Tim Hortons. Sit down with my laptop. Two, three hours 
uh, every day. And I looked it up. I was just like, uh, Airdrie Minor Hockey, figured out the email list, um, who was uh, in charge, and I went from there. I was able to figure out a guy named Darren, who was the, you know, operation guy at Airdrie Minor Hockey. I emailed him at least 15 times in a period of, like, two or three days asking if there's any coaching positions available if I'm able to help out what can I do is there anything available and he finally answered back he said yes there's an initiation program um, we'd be more than happy to look at you uh, send your uh, resume and uh, we can get to talk a little bit so I said fine and that's when I sort of was like holy shit like this is Okay, let's go. So aside from that, something that I'm pursuing, so pursuing coaching in a sense. So there's that. That one's okay. Now I need to find something to make my income, like something that I can rely on day to, like week to week. So came up with a resume, and I swear to God, I went to every fucking place that I could. Went to every liquor store in Airdrie, with every Tim Hortons in Airdrie in the Cross Iron Mills area. And then I was just fortunate enough and lucky enough to just walk in to a place called Pro Hockey Life, asked for the manager, gave me the manager. He was just sitting up on the whatever the fuck it's called, center ice. And he, we ended up catching a conversation. I told him, like, just moved here from New Brunswick. Um, just looking to do something that I love. It was in a really shitty situation back home. I uh, want to sort of change what I'm doing. And he was like, where are you from? I said, New Brunswick. And he was like, okay, I'm from Newfoundland. I was like, perfect, okay. So he told me to come back on the next, that Friday. So I came back on Friday. He basically just read me an acceptance letter saying, okay, you can sign this if you accept it or if you don't. And then we'll get you back in another time. And I was like, okay. So I signed it. Boom. Job. So from there on out, the way he explained is you get the amount of time you work. So when you work, you work for your ice time. Same as a hockey game. So you work for your hours. So if you work, you're going to get more hours. If you don't, you're going to get shit on at the end of the day. So it's a lot of... It changed. You sort of change over time. And especially coaching the initiation program. That's what I ended up doing for the first winter winter out here. Is that I was the head of the initiation program of Airdrie. Which consisted of about 130 kids from the ages of 5 to 6. With ice times on Saturdays and Sundays. Saturdays being 9 until 1.45. Sundays from 7.45 in the morning until 12.30 in the afternoon. So being on the ice of roughly about 10 hours every weekend with kids that weren't mine. But it was just an amazing opportunity to be involved with hockey again. The feeling that you get when you're seeing kids develop the, in the game that you love is something that 
you won't ever it's something pretty special and aside from parents sort of having their own different opinions and shit like that like who the fuck cares what those parents thinks like grab on some fucking skates bud and you come out here and you manage these 120 kids on your own time like jesus like so that i was able to do that from october all the way until march so now last practice was last weekend they had some games it was quite fun but now i'm looking forward to moving on into something more a little bit high advanced i was also able during this time and around Christmas, or, you know, it was maybe, oh man, what comes after January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, yeah, so in around November, I was approached by this gentleman, he was the assistant coach for the Bantam Double A's in Airdrie, and he said he'd be more than happy to have we come onto the ice with them, so, you know, sort of made the connections, told everyone that I needed to tell, Darren, Cindy, uh, contacted the head coach, asking him if I'd be allowed, he said 100%, I went to Red Deer, so a trip to Woodstock for everybody back home, uh, watched the game, knew what I needed to do, saw, and then I went to the first practice, and it was all sort of just smoothing over from there. But I was able to help them throughout the year, get a little bit of knowledge from those guys, the assistant coaches, the head coach, and work with the players, get the communication that I needed in order to take a step in the right direction. Currently, right now, it's Saturday. Not working whatsoever today, so it's nice. But I'm also going to be the head coach of a novice team in the spring, which we have a practice on Thursday on the 28th in Calgary. We're going to have a draft. We're going to introduce them to the team. It's going to be something really, really exciting, so I can't wait to do that. But aside from that, that's basically everything that I've done from going back home into a shit situation into something that I'm controlling on my own and something that I'm happy about doing. So if I could just push anything out there, it's going to be find what makes you fucking happy and don't let anyone fucking put you down, period.